Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour number two of primetime action here on a Wednesday. Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds, Kelly Bidlin. We'll be talking a lot of golf a little bit later. This tournament is very, very interesting. All 10 players in the top 10, 35 of the top 50. So should be very, very interesting to see where we ended up on all of this. Of course, John Von Tobel just joined us. And if you have not gone over to VEASAN.com and read his stuff on a daily basis, you really, really should. Wes, as you just mentioned, I mean, he goes in and he gets it out early. That's the mm-hmm. other thing is he gets it out mm-hmm. early, which really does provide value to you throughout the course of the day. Yeah, absolutely, and he really does a deep dive into the numbers, the O rating, the D rating, kind of the recent trends, and credit to JVT. He was ahead of the curve on the Boston Celtics. Now, what are they on, Kelly? A nine-game winning streak currently? Yeah, I believe that's right. Yeah, they've gotten themselves out of the playoff round. That being said, I did go against them tonight. I just thought, okay, mail it in spot, maybe against a bad team. Right now, 21 apiece, about three minutes left to go in the first quarter. And uh, Tim Murray is going to hop in the studio here a little bit later, talk some college basketball with – Kelly, who am I kidding? He's going to talk college basketball with Wes. Him and Wes are just going to have a conversation for 10 minutes. Yeah, that's okay. I got a surprise for you tomorrow, too. How about Wyatt Tomchek on the desk to talk some Daytona 500 with Wes? I oh, like it. wow. I, w- I thought we were waiting until Friday. Oh, we got a guest plan for Friday, too. I love it. Yeah. Are we going to get uh, Isaiah Von Vrinkle out of the dungeon to come up? I mean, I tried to, but we couldn't, couldn't, couldn't go to him onto the desk. So it's going to be the cruise plays tomorrow awesome. night that you're going to have to judge, Wes. This it's, is even better because here's the thing. If I don't have a golf sweat on Sunday, I will have a sweat regardless there because it'll be who turns left the best sweat. Mm-hmm. That's right. It'll be who does who who's not caught up in that big yes. wreck late. I, whenever you know it's the Daytona 500, but it always ends up like the Daytona 510 because they got to try to finish this damn race about four <laughs> or five times because all these cars are wadded up in a heap. Kelly, I know we don't have a ton, ton going on right now, but why don't you run through the scores that we do have going on? Yeah, NBA games going on. We've got three, four, make it four currently in action. Uh, Hawks and Magic, man, Atlanta. Have another good night. 70 to 52 with 30 seconds left in the second <laughs> quarter. Hawks 15 and a half live, 235 and a half, the live total. Um, the Knicks up on the Nets, 26 to 13, four minutes remaining in the first quarter. Knicks, nine and a half point live favorites, 220 and a half is the live total. Celtics leading the Pistons 22 to 21 now, 214 left in the first quarter. Celtics 10 and a half live and 213 and a half. The total Pacers with a two-point lead over the Wizards, 25 to 23. 
First quarter just about over. Two seconds left there. Uh, let's see. We got minus 120 on the Pacers, minus 110 on the Wizards, 218 and a half the live total over on the ice two games in progress wild lead the jets one to nothing in the first intermission wild minus 300 live jets plus 215 total set at five juiced to the over panthers and hurricanes about halfway through the first period this game is still scoreless though live lines off the board over in college basketball Let's see. We got Illinois and Rutgers at the half. Rutgers leading that one 33 to uh, 24. Uh, Rutgers four and a half live, 136 and a half is the live total. Also at the half, Alabama up on Mississippi State 34 to 30. Alabama a seven and a half point live favorite, 143 and a half the live total. Four tips coming right now Spurs and Thunder the Spurs are eight eight and a half point road dogs to the Thunder two eighteen and a half your total there Blazers and Grizzlies tipping off right now Grizzlies are 12 and a half point home favorites over the Blazers anywhere from 230 to 231 the total there we got the Kings and the Bulls coming at you with the Bulls as a six point home favorite 232 and a half 233 the total, and then the Raptors and the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves now a point-and-a-half favorite at home over the Raptors, 227-and-a-half, 228. And, again, we talked about that a little bit earlier as where uh, Fred Van Vliet is not going to be going for the Raptors. Anthony Edwards did just get ruled in. That's why that number has jumped the fence to the other side on the Timberwolves side. I still do see some pickums out there, so if that was one you were looking at, should be able to still get a pretty good number. That news just coming down about 10 minutes ago uh, on Anthony Edwards, so the Timberwolves will have their full complement of stars. Both those teams, two of the hottest NBA, uh, teams in the NBA right now as we head into the All-Star break. So that's actually a, a sneaky good game tonight in the association. My, I do have one bet tonight I didn't bring up earlier. I'm on the Nuggets late tonight. Kind of talked about, You guys were kind of talking about it with JVT, mm -hmm. just this Warriors team. Um, a little bit, you know, half of a play on the Nuggets, half of a play kind of against the Warriors here. Nuggets uh, playing really well. Both these teams uh, about equal uh, in net rating over the past, it, it, I mean, you look back the past two weeks. I usually look back the past two weeks, and I'll look back the past six weeks, kind of compare numbers when I'm doing my uh, bets every day. Uh, Denver slightly ahead of them in net rating. So this game, is it feels about two or three points off to me as far as the spread goes. Got them at plus five and a half. Uh, you will have – it looks like they're going to play Monte Morris tonight too on the Denver side of things, which kind of – yeah, we talked a little bit about this with Jordinzik last night. Wes, you kind of brought it up earlier, too, where you kind of got to get a feel for how these teams mm -hmm. are going to, mm -hmm. uh, you know, really react to heading into the All-Star break and how seriously are they going to treat these games. Activating a guy that you could easily leave deactivated for one more game and go into the All-Star break kind of tells me that Denver actually wants to go in here and get pick up a right. W tonight against the Dubs. So. And to your point on Golden State, by the way, you know, most of the season they've been number one in defensive rating, 105.6 per 100 possessions. Over the last two weeks, allowing 116.4 per 100 possessions. And look, Steph Curry right now is really the only creator they have offensively with yeah. the ball. So you got to try to win with your defense. But when you don't have Draymond, you're really going to struggle at protecting the rim. That's not good when you play in the and that's what we were talking about last night, Matt. It's just it's really hard to judge this Warriors team without Draymond. And just like it was really hard to judge this that Jazz team without Rudy Gobert on the court. They're just so very teams are so different when those two are mm -hmm. on and off the court. So there is that 
huge spread later with the Suns, up to 18 now in favor of the Suns. So Christian Wood and Kevin Porter Jr. both not going to play. On a back-to-back, too. Right. Both not going to play here <laughs> for the Rockets. And so, I Garuba mean. also out with the wrist injury it, as well. So a, a Houston has uh, many problems It's tonight. one of those things where it's like, I understand the spread is huge, but it's like. I'm tempted to lay it. Like I am, and the, and the Suns just had to play a tight game last night. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I am tempted to lay it. Also, from a Kings uh, standpoint against the Bulls, no Jeremy Lamb and no Dav- uh, Davion Mitchell tonight. So, from a player prop perspective, they just got Divincenzo in there. I wonder if he's going to get some extra run. If he's he's at least going to get some uh, some opportunity here. Justin Holiday, of course, as well. Another guy that could see some additional boost there. So if you're looking to, if you're looking to play some player props, maybe you're in any you know late slate DFS or something like that or whatever. Um, no, no Lamb, no Mitchell. I think Holiday and DiVincenzo are the guys that are going to get the most bang for the buck on that. Yeah, Holiday will start at least. So I mean, he'll be the starter there. I'd probably lean that way. Harrison Barnes has been, I mean, really the guy that's kind of carried this team so far this year. When you know when they've won games, uh, you know when De'Aaron Fox was out for a while, he was the guy who really kind of carried the way. So yeah, I, I could see that. I, I, man, I don't really know what your philosophy is on that with player props, but the you know kind of new acquisitions. I, I guess even for me, betting on it on a, on a team as a whole or player props, kind of like to wait to see how they're going to get utilized and worked into the rotation so some I might not be interested in tonight but completely understand you're right points still have to come from somewhere with guys out and those are the two guys you would think they would yeah uh, turn to I just think they're gonna get the minutes more than anything and so if you get the minutes then that's all we can really ask for and if they don't get the shots up then they don't get the shots up that game you're talking about did go to half 72 to 53 Hawks over the magic at halftime um, you've got 18 from, from Trey young, 12 from Herter. You got nine from Hunter, six from Gallo. You got 14 from Bogdanovich. So all of that in the first half there, they shot. I'm not, I'm not even kidding when I tell you this. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at they it. They shot 68% <laughs> from three right in the first half, 13 of 19, from three, um, and that's not sustainable. But uh, yeah, and yeah. you wonder, like, for a second half total standpoint. By the way, the numbers are coming out one ten, pretty much market consensus. Mm-hmm. So adjusted total now two thirty five in that game. Not only the shooting percentage, but last game before the All Star break, you're up nineteen on on yeah. a bad team, one of the worst teams in the league, Orlando thirteen and forty six. Do you see? Nate McMillan maybe substitute a little bit more liberally and say, okay, Trey Young, you know, you're going to be done here kind of mid to late third quarter. We're not going to play the starters. Yeah, because they're in theory in right now. Yeah. They're in the 10 spot, right? Yeah. I mean, so they they do have something to play for. Right, so yeah. it's like, you know, I don't want to risk a freak yeah. injury if we have this game in hand. So I'd be leaning to go under 110 or 110 and a half for the second half. I like that call. The, the, other, the other one that's interesting about this game is that Cole Anthony was a late – uh, upgrade to playing in this game. He has 16 points for the Magic. Like, if he wasn't <laughs> playing, this game could be way worse than it actually is right now. Yeah, and then this uh, this Nets and Knicks game, JVT's on the on the Knicks at four. We uh, are coming to the end of the, the first quarter. The Knicks uh, yeah. finally missed a three. I think they went six for their first six. They're now seven to ten. Brooklyn, uh, 24% from the floor. Knicks, uh, 65%, 32 to 18, about 49 seconds left to go in the first quarter. Randall with 10 and five in the first quarter for the Knicks. So well on his way to a to a big night there. And then you just kind of look at, 
where this this Nets team is before you know getting these these guys back out there. It's just a it's an interesting it's an interesting lineup. We'll just put it that way. Yeah, for, for, <laughs> very for interesting the, lineup. Yeah. Uh, there the Nets are going to have a lot of interesting lineups. I think through the course of the rest of the season. Yeah, we'll have to see. James Johnson started tonight for the Nets. If that tells you anything, so. James Johnson. Yeah, I, uh, I actually think he's gotten a fair amount of starts this year, just because of how many games these yeah. guys have missed. It's yeah, it's they're they're not going to be always be they're not ever going to be called a deep team. So yeah, yeah. this is always going to be a a bit of an issue. For As them they show the Ben Simmons sitting on the sitting on the sideline there, uh, was that just a steal on the inbound and then they hit a three? It was. Yeah. All right. Thirty six to eighteen in favor of. The Knicks. We will talk some uh, NBA championship props as well whenever we come back on the other side. Still to come, Tim Murray in studio to talk some college basketball. It is primetime action here on a Wednesday. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Primetime action here on a Wednesday. Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds, Kelly Bidlin. And guys, we have gotten to the point in the NFL season where quarterbacks are unfollowing their teams on mm-hmm. social media. They're not swiping right when they come up on Tinder. They're not doing all the things that <laughs> lets everyone know that they love each other. I bet Kyler Murray didn't get anyone within the Cardinals organization. A single rose, not one single rose for Valentine's Day, Kelly. I'm thinking that Kyler Murray kept to himself and didn't do any of that stuff. And it's really a shame because Kyler Murray is one of those guys that, listen, there was at the beginning of the season, we were thinking Kyler Murray really and truly could lead this team to something special. You did for sure, because yep. you were all over. Number one in the power is week team. after week you after were all week. over the Cardinals <laughs> team. I gave you some grief about that. I did. It turned out that it, for a while there, they probably were the number one team in the NFL, or at least really, really close to the number one team in the NFL. Unfortunate injuries. J.J. Watt goes down. DeAndre Hopkins goes down. Completely changes the dynamic of not only the defensive side of the ball, but the offensive side of the ball as well. But you look at Kyler Murray here and this drama West just started kind of coming out of nowhere. We get this flash update really that just, you know, out of thin air where it's like, by the way, Kyler Murray has unfollowed all of the Cardinals accounts on social media. He changed his profile picture back to his 
Oklahoma uniform and an, and mm. when he was in the drafted by the A's, so he's in an A's uniform on his little profile pick and all this, and it's not him in a Cardinals uniform anymore. What does this mean? Why is he unhappy? How unhappy is he? And everyone starts speculating. We hadn't heard anything from anyone really at this right. point. It's now us just guessing as to how upset is the young quarterback with this team, which has led people to put out betting markets, which is who will start for the Cardinals in week one. You must take the first snap. Kyler Murray minus a thousand, any other quarterback plus five fifty, And I mean, I don't know how you could confidently, I guess, other than the fact that he's there already yeah. bet the minus 1000 on, on Kyler Murray, because I mean, Hey, he's upset about something. Yeah, and it kind of comes a little bit out of nowhere, too, because uh, we were talking about this with producer Kelly Bidlin over the break in terms of, you know, that maybe the Bidwells or maybe the ownership or somebody tied to the ownership here is leaking some of this stuff about Kyler Murray. It was just last August that Kyler Murray showed up at training camp uh, with a painting of the late Bill Bidwell, uh, who is the current owner, Michael's father, uh, who is the original owner of this Cardinals franchise, surrounded by a lot lot of the Cardinals greats over a year, Larry Fitzgerald, Aeneas Williams, Adrian Wilson, Kurt Warner, et cetera, et cetera. So Kyler Murray gave that owner a gift. And now all of a sudden are things going sideways, just looking at the contract situation. If it's over money, obviously his base salary coming into this year is going to be $965,000 plus his signing and roster bonus. So the total cap hit, if you will, is about yeah. 11 and a half million dollars. There's a fifth year option available. Maybe they use the franchise tag on him for 2022 because he is not a free agent or an unrestricted free agent until 2024. I don't think it's issues with Kyler and Cliff Kingsbury. They actually share the same agent, Eric Burkhart, and they obviously go back from the days in the Big 12 when Cliff was at Texas Tech and Kyler was originally there and then eventually went to Oklahoma. So, yeah, this did kind of come out of nowhere. I don't know if this is going to be like an Aaron Rodgers deal last summer where that was the talk of the offseason, then cooler heads prevailed, but there's something yeah. here, and it, it all of a sudden has uh, come to you know, the forefront. I don't know if this is one of those deals where he is trying to leverage for a contract extension before it was absolutely necessary with this team. Like, okay, hey, I've put in the three seasons here. You probably want to re-sign me anyway, so why don't we not wait until after next year? Let's go ahead and get it done this year. That being said, I don't know for 100% sure that the Cardinals really want to do that. I mean, right. like one, you don't have to do it. I mean, like, and if you're Kyler Murray, I think you're being at least minimally short-sighted. I understand nothing's guaranteed in this league. You want to get as much money as you possibly can as soon as you possibly can. That being said, if they go in and pay him a boatload of money mm -hmm. sooner than when they have to, that hamstrings what they can do in free agency. Right. That hamstrings yeah, right. what they can do building a team around him. So if, if that's kind of the motivation here in all this, I think someone needs to sit him down and say, like, hey, man, look, they can do that but how serious are you about winning because mm -hmm. it will it will come down to okay they give you the 35 40 million whatever it is that you're going to be wanting whenever you get a, a new contract but that means no toys to play with at the wide receiver mm -hmm. position, no new toys to play and, with on the offensive line, all that stuff. And this is an organization, even though uh, they did make the playoffs, uh, there are some question marks there mm -hmm. because, look, uh, I know Kelly obviously liked the Arizona Cardinals early in the season, uh, and he's more of a pro football guy than a college football guy. But if you remember old Cliff when he was at Texas mm -hmm. Tech, that was kind of the modus operandi. You start out red hot, then all of a sudden you get some national media attention or you get college game day calling the Lubbock, and 
then all of a sudden you lay an egg and then you really decline at the end of the season. And that's what the Arizona Cardinals did. And that's kind of been the history with Cliff Kingsbury there as coach. So I wonder is maybe Cliff on a little bit of thin ice and that's yeah. not going to please Kyler. Cause obviously I mentioned a minute ago, they share the same agent. Yeah. Kelly, if, if you look at this, I mean, you were, like I said, you were, you were certainly high on this team. You yep. see something like this, like come out and you, you start to kind of wonder, okay, look, I mean the odds, any other quarterbacks plus five fifty. it's not like it's, astronomical that it's another quarterback because I think everyone's starting to just take a step back and go, hmm, this seems a little bit weird. And maybe it's not even strictly on Kyler Murray's side of things either. Maybe the organization goes, okay, if this guy's going to act like this, is this something where we make a drastic decision, right? I mean, and that's that's not the craziest thing either to to, to at least again, Kyler Murray, I don't know if they're sold on him super long term, yeah, right? I mean, who knows? Like, like I mean, you know, just, he, he's been good. He has not been Herbert Burrow well, like, you know, right. unbelievable. He's probably good. not growing to 6-3 or 6-4, yeah. so he kind of is what he is. That's maybe why they're not sold. Yeah, on I think you I mean, I think you're right with it. I mean, if for a team, if you don't have to pay someone like him yet, why you're not rushing to do yeah. it. And, and it's there's been a lot of weird stories here and I think this is one of those situations where like I know there were some NFL.com reports. Uh, I think it was NFL.com or ESPN. I, I, I think it was NFL.com report. You know of, of the uh, disrupt teammates being upset with Kyler leaving the field early after the last mm-hmm. loss. Colt McCoy apparently was kind of begging him to stay on the field and be there, kind of with the team. And Kyler was so mad, kind of stormed off to the locker room. So there's that out there. It's just a lot going on where you wonder. It, it feels like there's. Some smoke, where there's smoke, yeah. there's fire situations. You don't know how bad it is. I'll tell you one thing. As far as this betting market goes, though, Matt, this opened up. It, 24 hours later, this had shifted drastically. It opened up minus 1,400 on on, on, on Kyler yeah. to be the week one starter and moved all the way down to minus 1,000 now. So the, all the money they've taken pretty yeah. much looks like on the any other quarterback well, side, which I, I think a lot of people are looking at it like we are, where it's like, mm-hmm. hey, look, this isn't, this isn't one of those like if – Justin Herbert was making a stink or Joe Burrow was making a stink. Like as good as they've been the first couple of years in the league, those, those organizations are going to go and they're going to make it right one way or the other, right? Like they're going to sit them down like, Hey, what do you want? What do you need? What makes right. you feel good? Whatever. And all. I don't know for sure that the Cardinals organization is sitting here thinking like, Hey, we're going to extend Kyler Murray at 35 million a year or 40 million a year or whatever he's going to be looking for, because you got to think, He's at minimum going to be looking for what Dak Prescott got, if right. not more yeah. than, than that, right? And so I don't know if they're really sold that they're going to give him that type of money, right? I'll tell you, if I was the uh, a certain team named the Indianapolis Colts, I'd be making a call towards uh, to the Cardinals right now. They're like, well, what can that hurt? I mean, that's an upgrade there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, is it not the most 24-year-old thing? that He's 24 years old, right? Is it not the most 24-year-old thing in the world? And it's like, I'm mad at you. I unfollow you on Instagram. Yeah. Like you and I aren't Twitter buddies anymore. So that's how I'm going to let the world know. And that's how the world (laughs) finds out that he's un that he's unhappy because he unfollows them on social media. I know that's such a millennial (laughs) millennial thing to do. Get off my lawn. It's also also become a sports thing somehow, right? Like how we see a report like this, like whatever the sport is, it feels like once every two months where it's like, uh Oh, blah, blah, blah. Unfollowed them on Instagram. (laughs) Aaron Rodgers was Mm -hmm. disgruntled and he goes, Mm -hmm. I'm not, showing up to camp by the way like, he just went, he yeah. just went straight out. he's like hey just so you know like yeah. i'm not coming to do any of the stuff you want me to do i, I he just like goes if, if you he went him, old man love him hate him yeah, like, whatever love him hate him whatever he just went straight to the thing he's like yeah i'm not showing up i don't know going. i might retire i might not i might oh yeah i don't know i'm just not showing up kyler murray unfollow 
I'm not happy. Unfollow. I'm not happy. Unfollow on Instagram. Yeah, these kids. <laughs> you know that should make the decision for the front office right there. Be like, he wasn't man enough to sit down with us. He yes. just unfollowed us on Twitter. Oh yeah, well we unfollow you. Yeah, exactly. Did they unfollow him back? Because that's how you know that you really broke up. <laughs> like we did. We never got that part of the story. Kelly, that's, that's a good point. Story. That's a good point. Do you get one of those things where you search and see who blocked you? Yeah, like I mean, we haven't reached the block <laughs> portion yet, have we? On social media, maybe they just Kyler muted him. The Cardinals. They didn't unfollow him. They just muted. Him. Yeah, they, they just muted him, and that's what's going on here. Well, whatever. Not swiping right, not whatever it is. I don't know if they <laughs> tinder each other or not. I Bumble, what is it, Kelly? What's the new one? What, what are you on? You're on the Bumble? Bumble Kelly's Tinder, still on man. Friendster, for God's it's sake. Just, it's MySpace. just Bumble. My MySpace page ain't doing so hot. It's just, it's just Bumble. <laughs> Bumble's the good Bumble, one, right? Because Bumble's they like one. you back first. Yeah, it's like the like, one notch up, yeah. Yeah, so they got to like you back first. So it's like you, you like them, they like you back, and then now you know there's a real connection. So Bumble's where all the That's love right, starts. That's right, real connection. Bumble's where all the love starts. Tinder is just where, you know, you go have a few cocktails and – End up at the Motel Six or something like that, right? That's yeah, you can end up at nice places. They'll leave the light on Vegas. for you. The, yeah, they'll leave the light on for you. There's no doubt about that. We'll uh, we'll take a look at these NBA championship props. Promise you, this time we will. Uh, there was just too much good stuff to talk about with Kyler Murray. With all that, and again, we'll talk some college basketball with Tim Murray a little bit later as well. It is primetime action here on a Wednesday. With Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure and visit vsin.com to check out the current betting splits data. This feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits another way that VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. And Kelly, heart emoji to you. You did. You, you, I did you, my job. You, you took out that, it was, that, it, that it's new in the read, and honestly, that makes me feel so good. Because it's not new anymore. We've had it for eight months, ten months. It's been around for a minute, yeah. Like a year. Don't worry, guys. I got the live curling on, so we're good. Oh, uh, is it live? It's live, yeah. It is uh, Denmark 1-0 to zero over USA, the end of the second. I don't know what the curling term is for, like, quarter or period uh, or oh, frame. Ends. 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 Oh. Ends. Second end. Did you learn that from Ben go. Wilson? Okay, I learned that from Ben Wilson. Yes, they're ends, which are basically innings or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, it's kind of like chess as well. Like, you yes. can get down so much that you just forfeit, like, the rest of the ends. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you just you, – you're – you're like, we can't win, so we just we quit. So your hucker just says, I'm not gonna huck anymore. Like it's just it's done. That's and no game's fun. over. Yeah. So that's just that's that's but I mean that doesn't happen until way later. I think he said like the earliest he's ever seen someone forfeit is like a like the eighth end. What I want to know is do they always the hucker? Uh, is that there is that the professional term or is that no, the that's map just Brown I named term? Him the that's hucker. the Matt Brown term. Because yeah. he said he didn't he said there's not an actual term for what the do you person. Mean there's gotta be. It's gotta be like the pitcher or something. No, like, that's what on. I said too. And he said, No, there's not I don't believe him. I don't even believe him. I, now, the guy curled in high school. Well, now I don't believe that he curled in high school. Come on, there, there, there's no name for the position. But like why does the hucker have to have like the like why does it have to be on one knee? Like, I don't know. I feel like everybody does the same form. I feel like you could take a different form and accomplish the same goal. What kind kind of rich boy high school did this guy go to to have a curling team for <laughs> Wait, God's that reaction? Listen, that's what I said. I said, it. it's like, how do you know someone is rich without them telling you they're rich? Mm-hmm. He goes, I curled in high school. That's how you know for sure. Good grief. Yeah. 
Ben, ben Wilson, like, just was, like, rolling in, and he's like, yeah, tough day on curling on the ice I mean, today. Uh, that, that's like know. going to the school in Dead Poet Society, yeah. for God's sakes. You know, <laughs> this preppy school, like, it's somewhere in the Northeast where it costs, like, $80,000 in tuition. For, that was like, also, like, the best pickup line for him as well because, like, he could go up to a girl and she'd be like, oh, are you on the football team? He's like, yeah, no, but I, I, I curl. I curl. And then she knew that he was rich. So, like, it's a great pickup line. Yes. It's like he didn't have to say anything past that. It's like, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not really into football, but I do curl. And it's like, ah. It's like, he's not taking me to Applebee's tonight. We're making assumptions here, but I don't really know what growing up in Wisconsin is like. You know what I mean? A lot more people might curl than you realize, Matt. You you grew up in Louisiana. It's such a foreign idea of anybody to to curl. No, they don't. That's why we don't have curling <laughs> like here. We, you don't you see it every four years. Like you, we don't. It's never on television. Let's try to help. We don't have out. curling leagues. We don't. I mean, that's why they still have jobs at North Face and all that that we were looking at. Whenever it's no, there's like I love these sports in the Olympics, and it's like I really get into them, and then I would never watch them the rest of the year. Like I do that for the summer all the yeah. time with handball. I'm like, this sport is freaking awesome. Why yeah, isn't it bigger? I'm also going sport and air quote on curling. I don't think you really have to be an athlete to do it, and I could be wrong. But I'm just going to say I'm I'm with you. If you you can drink and do it. Anything Mm -hmm. you can do drunk and Mm -hmm. probably do almost as well, it's more like a game than a sport. So I think it's more of a game. They wouldn't enjoy me saying that U.S. right now, especially with them being down zero to one in the second end. Not hucking good enough. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's look at these NBA championship props here. So Kelly has asterisk, an, inst- an interesting NBA prop posted by BetMGM. This one's a little complicated, so you got to st- stay with Why don't you here. walk us through it then? Well, it's any team. It's basically a yes-no prop on will any team that's never won an NBA championship before, you could take that entire group, which includes the Clippers, Grizzlies, Hornets, Jazz, Magic, Nets, Nuggets, Pacers, Pelicans, Suns, or Timberwolves to win the NBA Finals at even money. Really? Or any other team at minus one one twenty five. So you're getting so let's let's take two the of the teams. very short shots in the Suns and Nets. Yes. Yes. You're and then getting... tack on the Jazz, the, the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies. Are hot. The Clippers, the Nuggets. I mean, Clippers are going to get guys so, back here at some point. Yeah. So, realistically, obviously, you knock off the Hornets, you knock off the Magic, you knock yeah. off the Pelicans, you knock off the Pacers. So, about half of those teams you can knock off, and you probably knock off the Clippers, too, uh, because I just don't think they're going to be healthy enough to make a run. But you do have four to five quality teams in that bunch there. Now, on the other side, we'd be saying, what, Warriors, Bucks, Sixers, Sixers, Heat, Celtics, Heat, Celtics. Ooh. So it is pretty so tough. So now it almost like now it's kind of like leaning me back to the other side. Because it's only minus 125. It's a great prop because mm-hmm. the number almost feels spot on. Like, I don't really, I don't really know. I, I don't really, I thought it was a really interesting prop for us to talk about on the show. I think the number is really, really, a really good number. I mean, if you think, again, they're not, I mean, you know, whether you think they're for real or not, but like the the other teams, the Bulls fall in there. As well. Yeah. So the Bulls, who are currently sitting in the two spot in the Eastern Conference, again, all that's super jumbled. I, mean, I think the way you'd have, I think the way you'd bet the, the, you know, the, the group of teams here would be if you are like us, Matt, on the Western Conference side, where we believe it's going to be the Suns 
and pro- and nobody else. Like, or there's a one percent chance. I'm giving the Suns like an eighty percent chance of coming out of the West as of today. Now things could change in a couple months, but I feel like you'd have to have that same opinion, basically, of the Nets in the East, which I don't. Now, if you had that kind of opinion about the Nets and the Suns, then this is probably worth firing on. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's yeah. the like that's where you'd have to be at, right? Because the problem is, I like I like too many of the other Eastern Conference teams. I don't think I couldn't get there on this other this this group. You and I were having this conversation when when Gil was in and Wes. So I do want to bring you in here to get your opinion on this. So Kelly and I were kind of of the mindset here with the trade that went down with the Sixers and the Nets, and then you already you already have the Heat, you already have the Bucks. We were of the mindset we're like. I like the Eastern Conference way better than the Western Conference. Like mm-hmm. not even like not even close. Like we were both of the mindset. We were like, look, I like the Eastern Conference exponentially better than I like the Western Conference this year. Um, Gil loves the Warriors, so there's a little bit of a there's a little bit of a bias there. But he, you know, he he didn't think it was as kind of lopsided as we did. Do you, are are we just getting wrapped up in you know the the, the trade where we in the moment, or do you think that the Eastern Conference is where they stand compared to the the Western Conference. Well, team. I mean, there's certainly, I think, a little bit more balance there in the Eastern Conference. Obviously, I think the reason why people think that there's that gap is because there's some unproven commodities that have played mm-hmm. a lot better than I think people thought they were going to play. The Chicago Bulls right now tied with the Miami Heat for the best record at 37 and 21. The Cleveland Cavaliers 35 and 23 getting an All Star there and Darius Garland. I believe they had multiple All Stars actually, but I don't think anybody expected Cleveland. I think you know improved team maybe was going to be in the play-in scenario but they're the number four seed and then because you look down in the east all the teams that were kind of the favorites going into the season the Brooklyn Nets right now are in the eighth spot Philadelphia in the five spot Boston in the sixth spot so some of these proven teams and even the Atlanta Hawks who were kind of the the you know darling last year that made the Eastern Conference Finals they're 10th right now 27 and 30 they're a half game ahead of the Wizards so that's why I think maybe there's some a little bit of understated value there in the Eastern Conference, but I think the clear two best teams right now in the league are in the West with the Suns and the Warriors. So I think, like Matt, we were talking about that. I I, I do think the one area where okay, yes, and we're, we'll do this later, Lake. We're, we're going to power rank our NBA teams later in the week. But for me, right now, it'd be like like Suns in the West. And if you want to argue they're the best team in the league, I, okay, like I, right, I'd push back, but they're right there. But then between. Them and then in the next Western Conference team, which I would have the Warriors still. It would it would still be the Warriors number two. I at least you're right, West, with these teams in the East that have overperformed, but mm-hmm. still there are to me the Miami Heat, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Philadelphia 76ers, and the Brooklyn yeah. Nets. Those are very the realistic. Yes. Yes. Would, yeah, those, those would be the four before you would get to the Warriors. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Before I would get to the Warriors, those four teams mm-hmm. would all be ahead of them. Now, do me and you need to take a step back though and say, hey? A couple months from now, you're going to be looking at a Nuggets team that probably has Jamal Murray back. You're going to be looking at a Clippers team that's going to have Paul George back and maybe even Kawhi Leonard. We don't know what the status is really looking like with him. Um, You know, you're going to have some teams that are getting healthier in the Western Conference that are, they might go sneak into the playoffs as a four, five, six, six seed, something like that, but they're going to be very scary once they get in there. So I don't know. That's where maybe right now I think we can easily say that. For the future, is it going to 
to look that way. I don't know. And just because they've never been there, are we just grossly under underrating the Grizzlies because we're just like, we think it's smoke and mirror, like just because right. it's like we've never seen like it they, before. Because like, they can't get there. They're just too young. Yeah, they yeah. don't know any better, yeah. right? J- JVT summed it up really well at 440, 445 when he was on 745 Eastern, right? It was the, it's, look, they're great. They have a ton of young talent. I just, yeah, they're, when like, compared to them to the Warriors, you're like, okay, this is a ton of veterans with winning experience yeah. and a group of youngsters outperforming themselves right now. But it is one of those things where I do wonder, specifically from the Grizzlies standpoint, if I'm not, if I don't have a warped point of view, right. strictly because I'm just like, oh, they can't do it, and I've just and I've just made my mind up, and I haven't really soaked it all in yet. We'll talk some college basketball with Tim Murray here in the studio. It is primetime action here on Wednesday. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. PTA here on VSIN, Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds, Kelly Bilden behind the glass. Now joined, if you hang out for an hour and 15 minutes, you can see him on his very own show. But we brought him in here on his on the way to his very own show, Tim Murray. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, buddy. What's up, boys? It's always uh, yeah, it's a good little stop off and... Uh... You know, I'm wearing the Notre Dame shirt because uh, they might lose to a quad four team tonight in Boston College. So that's awesome. BC, by the way, 75-73, about five minutes left to go up in the Joyce Center in South Bend. Notre Dame was laying 9 9 Pavilion now. It's not the Joyce Center anymore. (laughs) Come on now. I still call uh, Crypto.com Arena Staples Center. (laughs) I still call it the Great Western Forum, for God's sake. I will always, uh, always call it the rack. I don't care what. What yeah. sponsor yes. you've got in Rutgers? It's always yeah, the it's, rack. It's, it will never change. It's, its name. not the Jersey Mike's Arena to me, even though the uh, Big Kahuna cheesesteak is a fine product there. <laughs> at Tim, that before I let uh, you and Wes just just take over the the segment here, I did want to talk about a game last night in Kentucky and Tennessee. Yeah. Whereas Tennessee, you know, gets it done by thirteen at home over Kentucky. They were slight one, one and a half, something like that. Two point favorites when it all went off. What did you think? One about the game heading into that, and two, what is your kind of take away from that game? Yeah, I I had Tennessee. Check the mm-hmm. tapes. I'm not lying. I actually had it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but I had Tennessee. I just didn't like the spot. But the, you know, the, the curiosity about 
uh, Kentucky, they certainly at the peak of their powers, and we've seen it, they have the capabilities to win six straight games in March, I have no doubt. But the injuries that they have, and especially Ty Ty Washington, right? Ty Ty Washington gets hurt mm -hmm. against Auburn, they're winning, mm -hmm. and they ultimately lose that game. He gets hurt last night. I mean, he has just been dealing with a ton of injuries. I think John Calipari even alluded to it last night where he said, I probably shouldn't have played him. So mm -hmm. that's something that kind of worries me because it feels like he's the engine a little bit of this Kentucky team. But I do think if you have a future in Kentucky, mm -hmm. I think the ceiling is certainly there for this team to make a run. Uh, they have a chance maybe to sneak on the one line, probably looking more like a two. But I, I thought that was a tricky spot. I mean, yeah. and, and the line guys was telling us, right? Tennessee right. was a favorite. That yeah. was 107 to 79 yeah. to this Kentucky team. So, you know, we always talk about revenge and, and you know, uh, as I'll say, like stinky lines. I mean, that was a that was a fishy line. The fact that Tennessee yeah. went off as a favorite despite getting their absolute doors blown off by Kentucky earlier in the yeah, season. Yeah, and I was with you on that. And by the way, you referred to that first meeting where they gave up 107 points. Kentucky 1.47 points per possession. It's like one of the best games against, of the entire college against the Tennessee team, by the way, that is number four nationally in defensive efficiency, number six in terms of turning over their opponents almost 25 percent of the time. So Rick Barnes's defense is really good. Now I wonder what Tennessee's ceiling is. You mentioned taking a Kentucky future. I took a piece of one at 16 to one in yeah, December. So uh, you know you wonder what Tennessee can do. This is a team that obviously the defense can get there, but that's where we start to look, Tim, when we look at like these Ken Palm offensive efficiency rankings and off defensive efficiency rankings, you want to have like a combined score of less than 50 because I believe the only team in the last 20 years to win a national championship that didn't have that was that 2014 UConn team. Right, they made the Kevin with Ollie, Kemba. Yeah, with Kemba Walker, Cardiac Kemba and Kevin Ollie, no longer the coach up there in stores, but you look at the teams and I mean, they're priced accordingly. Gonzaga, Arizona, Auburn, uh, uh, Kentucky, Purdue certainly doesn't fit that under 50 yeah. because that defense is so bad. And they were the team, I bet, immediately after the season, 25 to 1. I know they've sacrificed offense or defense for offense there, but just starting to get a little concerned about the boiler. Yeah, I think Purdue, you know, while you were saying that, uh, I, I look at Purdue and I, I agree. I think it, I have a hard time envisioning this team, Wes and Matt making a run. I mean, look, they have the talent. I mean, Jaden Ivey is a top five pick. They've got the big boys down low. I think they're kind of upset proof in the first two weekends or sorry, the first weekend, I should mm -hmm. say. Uh, but then that defense, man, and you've seen it. You've seen these leads dissipate, you know, over the season. And then, you know, Jaden Ivey against Ohio State pulls a, a rabbit out of his hat, but they blew a huge lead in that right. game. So, I mean, you're looking, you got Ken Palm up right now. They're like, they're triple digits in defensive efficiency. Yes. They're the best offensive team in the country, but I, you know, if anyone out there on the Boilermakers, and if you want to old takes, expose me and, and call me an <laughs> idiot, but I think Purdue 10 to 1 is a terrible bet. I, I just yeah. don't think they can win six in a row. I look at Auburn. Well, who would I rather have? Would I rather have Auburn at 10 to 1 or Purdue at 10 to 1? Auburn 10 times right. because of the size, their capability of defending. I think they're a little bit deeper, so I, I would much rather have an Auburn, even a Kentucky. Purdue mm -hmm. just scares me. They have so much great offense, mm -hmm. which, look, could they get on an incredible run? Anything's well, possible. We saw what happened last year in the NCAA tournament where Purdue ran out of offense. And I think this is, you know, an overreaction here. And they're number one in offense. You certainly never mind having that. But remember against North Texas when they got knocked out in the yep. first round, they couldn't score. And one of the things that you see, and I know our colleague Matt Humans always points this out, Matt Painter sometimes falls a little bit too much in love with the post-ups. And it's like, 
he is not always willing to let his guards go. We saw it a couple of years ago with Carson Edwards. Now, he finally let him go, and they were just a made bucket of prayer by Virginia away from getting to the Final Four, perhaps maybe winning a national championship. But Purdue is at Northwestern tonight, six, six and a half. The Purple Cats, you know, often pesky, not overwhelmingly talented, but this is a team 12 and 11. Uh, they've won three of their last four. What do you make of Purdue going to the Welsh Warren Arena tonight? Yeah, uh, not personally a play that. That I made, uh, you know, looking at Purdue as of lately, uh, heading into this game, um, you know, I was I was kind of hoping maybe we'd catch Purdue in a bounce back spot, but they did have that Maryland game over the weekend. So uh, ultimately, this was a, a stay off for me. Um, yeah, Northwestern, another one of those tricky teams. I mean, more often than not, guys, it's just kind of been a let's just take the home dog uh, right. in the Big Ten. I mean, because going on those on the road is so mm -hmm. tricky. So, you know, laying six probably wouldn't be something I'd be all that interested in, I imagine, you know, that's probably the way the public is rolling tonight is uh, is riding with the Boilermakers, but not a play I personally had uh, one way or the other. I guess if it forced me to pick it, I'd probably just take the points with Northwestern. Tim, what are you thinking about the marquee game of the night in Baylor, Texas Tech right now? One, one and a half in favor of Texas Tech. Um, this is the one I imagine everyone will be yeah. watching tonight. Uh, I, I took Texas Tech on the money line, and actually you could probably get a better money line price than what I took. So uh, a little bit worried about how the market has moved in in this game uh, I just you know the injuries that that Baylor is is certainly dealing with having you know having to deal with I, I do think the revenge factor is something to keep in mind you know Texas Tech did go to Waco and got that win earlier this season so uh, makes me a little bit hesitant but you know I pulled the trigger uh, on Texas Tech uh, last uh, early this morning when the money line prices came out as minus 130 I think it got down to minus 125 so you could have got a little bit of better number uh, on that money line but you know Ken Palm and, and, and you, you don't need his analytics to show you this. You, you could have just used your eyes. You watch that arena, guys, mm -hmm. uh, especially when Chris Beard came to return. It is one of the most raucous environments in all of college basketball. And Ken Palm has a, uh, a graphic out there, or a breakdown of best home court advantages, what means the most, at least to his numbers. And Texas Tech is number two in the country. So uh, I think this is a big spot for Texas yeah. Tech. Baylor's dealing with the big boy getting lost for the season, mm -hmm. which is huge. Uh, so they've been dealing with some injuries there. Um, so I, I do like the Red Raiders here uh, to win at home against Baylor tonight. To be fair, that night when Chris Beard and Texas returned to the United Spirit Arena in Lubbock, they did have Ric Flair there is pumping up you? the crowd. So, I mean, how the hell, are, win, how the hell are you going to overcome that? I mean, uh, you know, that's like Dusty Rhodes fighting him in the Greensboro Coliseum in 1986, but on this game, I actually think we're heads up here. I did take Baylor plus yeah. two. L.J. Cryer, by the way, this from Is John. He playing? Yeah, this oh. from John Werner at uh, the Waco Tribune, uh, John Werner Trib on Twitter. L.J. Cryer warming up, expected to play. He's missed the last games with the five uh, uh, five games with the foot injury, according to the radio broadcast. Uh, JTT first game out the rest of the year with the knee, so, you know, maybe this but is the But L.J. Cryer coming back yeah. to your point, that was, you know, honestly, that was part of my handicap was that you know he would be out again he's averaging like 13.9 points per game so he's a huge piece to Baylor uh and I, and I did think and 
you know, as as I talked about it last night, I like Texas Tech in this spot. And then as the as the day wore on, I started to kind of waver a little bit. Uh, but you know, we'll see. Um, you know, I, I do like the home field. You know, as you mentioned, Big Boy was a Big Game John is uh, yes. is what they call him. Uh, so he's out. Uh, We're just saying that because we cannot pronounce no. his name. Only Sean McCollum, our engineer back there, knows how to pronounce yeah. his name. I think Stormy uh, nailed it on the head uh, earlier today. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we'll see. I mean, that that is that should be a phenomenal environment there. Uh, with Texas Tech taking on Baylor. I, I think the ceiling, you know, they are one of those teams. Last time I was on with you and uh, Gil, Matt, I said Texas Tech. I think they were in that 30 to 41, 40 to 1 range. That was before they beat Texas and kind of had some of these big wins. I, I think they have some capabilities of, of making a run. So that flyer, but uh, yeah, we'll see if they can do it tonight. Anything else on your card tonight? Uh, a little bit lean towards UNLV. I saw uh, Matt Humans like this. I, I played that one yeah, as well. Uh, they're catching six against Fresno. I'm not a big, big believer in this Fresno team. It feels like UNLV is is kind of starting to to come into their own here a little bit. You know, first-year head coach and, and Kevin Kruger. So, uh, I like UNLV a little bit, catching six. And then uh, in one game tomorrow that uh, I think our good friend Jim Root had pointed out, Towson at UNC Wilmington. Keep that one on the radar. Hey, mm-hmm. I was obviously revenge, all revenge over that. on yes. the mind for the Towson yes. Tigers. Okay, Towson laying the four probably was the number will be. Hang out for an hour. You can catch Tim over at Circa on the nightcap. Be sure and take that in. We're going to talk a bunch of golf here in the final hour. It is primetime action here on Visa. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. I have the six years ahead. She saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast.